This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Tuesday, this 5th of September, 2023. We've had a day off and it's confusing me already. <laughs> You're listening to Double Time, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hello, Sean Priest, my old friend. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Don't worry, everyone's doing that. It should be a Monday today. I know. That's what it feels like. This is not correct. I don't like it. Can we get him on the phone? Is he up? Of course he's not up. No, what time true. is it? It's far too early. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just not. I, I need, I need more order to my life. I need routine, Sean. Please. I'm like a dog. I need to be fed at a certain time. I need to yes. sleep at a certain time, and I need to uh, do other things at a certain time. Um, oh, please, <laughs> gross. Back to these, sparkling these tablets form. have changed everything. Uh, yes, anyway, I, I'm inside my uh, double tap cathedral. It might sound a little bit more echoey than normal. Mm. The keen eared amongst you might be thinking, "What's going on?" Uh, this room is absolutely huge. Sounds like you've fallen down a well, to be honest. What's the matter with you? Oh, Are you okay? Timmy, Timmy, he's down the well. <laughs> that was quite disturbing. That was actually that voice. quite terrifying, wasn't it? That could be in a Netflix movie. <laughs> What's going on? Why is your room so empty and barren? So this is all my fault again. It usually is. Um, mm-hmm. I decided in my infinite wisdom to get my room painted because... We're just about to start the new series of a new season of TV shows called Access Tech Live. What's that? You haven't heard about it? Well, let me tell you. It is Please a fantastic do. new TV show uh, coming your way on AMI TV, and it will be broadcast on the internet. <gasps> uh, uh, allegedly. Uh, don't ask me how that works. So other people are involved. Thank- yes. Thankfully, it's not me that's in charge of making sure it gets onto the internet. Otherwise, it would just never make it. But... Um, yeah, we're doing that. So as a result of the new show, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of nice to get my room painted and make it just, you know, spruce everything up a bit. This was yeah. not anything that AMI TV requested or asked for. No one asked me for this. <laughs> I just sure? thought it'd be nice to do. And now I'm sitting mm. here in an empty room awaiting a painter. Oh, isn't that the worst? I mean, you know, builders, decorators, you're always waiting. Hasn't even confirmed a date yet. Oh, show starts well, a week on Thursday. Yep. Still yep. not confirmed a date for the painting. Yeah. I'm very so I'm busy, mate. I'm very, very busy. I'll fit you in. Yeah. It's the usual I'll thing. get you fitted in. <laughs> Could you just come and do the job? That would be nice. Do it yourself, Stephen. I was thinking You're more than capable. I was thinking, I'm a DIY genius. Of course. What what colour are you using? Get a bit of Ira on the uh, on the case. <laughs> get, Can get Ira help us out. paint? That's a great idea. Painting with <laughs> There's Ira. There's a feature. <laughs> Get Janine on the phone. Uh, that's actually not a bad idea. Uh, but I was thinking about it. I was thinking of spray painting. You know, just spray paint the walls. Oh, no. 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 Why? I spent what? all of yesterday trying to scrub a um, a biscuit-sized blob of superglue off our kitchen worktops. Um, I'm going to say it was the kids' fault. But really, uh, it was me. But, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I shouldn't be allowed near super. Every time I think, you know what, I can do this. I can't. I got to no. know my limitations. Well, I, I was thinking also. You know, there was a used to be years ago. Do you remember that thing where they would put a tin of paint in the middle of a room, and there was a machine, and it would basically just 
blow the yeah. tin of paint up and it would just all and that would be it. The room was painted. There should be a, a piece of tech for this. Yeah, absolutely. Then we could do that, you know, we could just do that. Just basically blow up a tin of paint in the room. <sighs> Obviously you'd have to remember to, you know, cover the windows and stuff, you know, because that could be a problem. Because <laughs> uh, that's the thing. I'd probably end up painting the windows as well. In fact, tempted to do that as well because it would cut down on the light. My colour, by the way, you asked what colour, I'm thinking of a, a midnight blue. Oh, nice. Well done. I yeah. expect. I mean, honestly, who cares? Could be black. Yeah, no, no one's. <laughs> as long as it looks clean, we're happy. It's clean, exactly. That's right. So, you know, I began the job of emptying the room yesterday. So I'm sitting in the, literally in the middle of a room <laughs> with all the kit on my desk, mm. waiting for this painter. And I've done it in such a way, I'm very clever, you know, I've actually done this in such a way that he can just move the desk to suit him. Yeah. But it doesn't upset my setup. That's clever, uh, isn't it? Uh, no, so it's working here. Well done. Well, why don't you move to a different room? Well, I my did. Room. I was thinking about it. I was going to move to my living room. Yes. But I don't know. It, it, it was it just, it, it felt a bit weird. <laughs> Feels wrong, doesn't it? I yeah. know exactly what you mean. When I was in the living room, when I hurt my leg, um, it just didn't feel right. It, it, it felt like I was out of place. Yeah, and it, I was. Doesn't, it doesn't feel... Exactly, that's right. And it, also, you're kind of conscious... Because it's like in your own space, you're in your own room, and oh, I'm doing get the show. Philosophical, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. So you're in your own space. You can uh-huh. be you, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, who I want to be? Who you are? The be the best you can be. Ah, uh-huh. is this the best we can be? This is allegedly. This is this is it. Yes, it's not even alleged. <laughs> this is the best we can be. Um, but you know, when you're outside of the room. You've got other factors to consider. Like the neighbours could hear me. Uh, mm. My wife could still be in the house, pottering oh. about, doing her thing, maybe working oh. from home, and I'm trying to, you know, do a radio show while she's trying to do a Teams call. It's not <laughs> ideal, right? It's just not ideal. The pandemic was a laugh in this house because my wife would be on a call and I'd be next. You know, she'd be like, you know, having a serious conversation, you know, discussing important strategy and you know, how we're going to deal with this client and how we're going to do this. And I'm in the other room going, oh, 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 oh we got an email. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that was so silly. Um, yeah, how the other half live. But anyway. A couple of days, you'll all be sorted and back yeah, to normal. This feels Fine. weird today. It all feels weird. So I apologize for weird noises and things. I'm not as set up in the way I would normally be. So you can uh, blame me later. It's all right, because I know he's not listening, so it's fine. Absolutely Good night, fine. Mr. F. Um, shall we get some emails? Yes, please. Do you want me to do the thing I do? Oh, yes, 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 please. Ah, okay, then. All right. We don't normally hey. do this. Uh, well, not do this on that Tuesday. Emails every day. Every day. Ding dong. I could have went oh, back and done that better, actually. Every day. Ah, oh, oh, Beautiful. Like Shazad's been in touch. He wants Uh-oh. to tell us about uh, the smart... Oh, hang on. Oh. oh, I thought the volume was changed. <laughs> See, I told you, it's all upside down in here today. Uh, okay, no let's one noticed. Get... Carry on. <laughs> I'm so glad we got through that. Uh, Shazad's been in touch with a comment about the Smart Vision 3. Hi, Sean, Stephen and Laura. I hope you are all fine. And I'm looking forward for Stephen to test run the Capsis Smart Vision 3, as I feel that this is a phone that will suit anyone with transferring from a featured phone to a smartphone. I don't agree with Sean, as many blind people are more willing to have a phone where tactile phone numbering is essential. Having an Apple or Android phone is not ideal for some people, as neither the voiceover and talkback functions are easy to navigate for anyone who is on their first phone in the smartphone arena. So, therefore, by having a smartphone that has a tactile keyboard and easy-to-get applications more easy on a phone is ideal. It is a way that blind people like myself can get used to the smartphone revolution. 
I'll be interested to know how Stephen will react once he has a good test of the Smart Vision 3 phone, as this is another alternative for a blind person to consider. It is more room for competition for the Blind Shell Classic 2 to push the envelope out in regards to bringing more applications more rapidly, rather than just waiting for the new applications to arrive on the phone. Keep up the good work as always, from Shazad in Birmingham. He doesn't agree with you, Sean. Well, I must say I agree with him about transitioning, about uh, the Smart Vision 3 versus the Blind Shell Classic when it comes to apps and how quickly you get access to them, except no, 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 no. Listen, the whole point of the new touchscreen interface when it was introduced all those years ago was that it's far more intuitive than using tactile buttons than physical buttons that never change despite the context of them changing per app it's far more pickup as all the tests have shown with um, people that never used tech before they find it much more intuitive just to prod away at a screen at, at graphical icons and i don't think that's any different for us even using it as non-visual uh, a non-visual interface i think it's exactly the same i don't agree that the tactile buttons when it comes to visual impairment, I'm going to make clear, that's my caveat, is any um, any better than just using a touchscreen and screen reader? There, I've said it. Sorry. Okay. No, yeah. I've said it. No. Well, you're not alone in your thinking, and oh. Uh, oh. we don't have time to do it today, but uh, Negative Julian got in touch with a very interesting comment. We'll try and fit that in on tomorrow's show. It's quite a long comment, so we'll maybe devote some time to Negative Julian's comment tomorrow on the show, if you don't mind, because I, I don't want to rush through it or cut anything out. He makes some really interesting points on this very topic. So uh, there you go. There's a tease for you for tomorrow. Oh, I love mm. negative Julian's emails. It's almost yeah. a show in itself. Absolutely. That's right. That's what it's becoming. <laughs> the negative Julian hour. Brought to uh, you let by me just Stephen say, Shazad, thank you very much, by the way. I was being a bit uh, 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 humorously harsh with you. Um, yes, but I agree with many of your points there. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and on the Smart Vision 3 front, yeah, you will be hearing a review from me in the next week. So listen out for that uh, because I want to tell you how I got on. So far, so good, though. That's what I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I will just remind you as well that I cannot compare it to the Blind Show Classic 2 because I haven't got one. I'm just saying. Hello. Oh. Just saying. Got one from Capsis. Uh, nothing from Blind Show. Just saying. Well, right. Okay. Keep um, laying it on, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Mary got in touch about door detection. Hello. I used door detection coming home today from the street out front. It detected the door once I held the camera in the upright position. I laughed at myself because I was holding it up like you would if you were trying to listen to something with the microphone held out towards the door. I guess I thought the door was going into the cellar. It also detected a person in front of the house. Turns out what it was detecting was someone's shoes. That's okay. I didn't buy it to detect shoes. I was going to see whether the flashlight created enough light to detect the door at night, except I could not figure how to turn the flashlight on and magnifier at the same time. They say you can do it, I just don't know what buttons to press. Any ideas? Merry heart. That's funny, right? Since door detection came along, I think I tried it once. You should be ashamed of yourself. I know, I've got an iPhone 14 Pro, but I only recently got into it. This is the thing, I got the 14 Pro, then I put it away, got the 13 Mini, because I was having issues with it, so I got the, it was ridiculous, right? I went yes. backwards, got a 13 Mini, used that, and then about two weeks ago, switched back to the iPhone 14 Pro. So I do need to play a bit more with door detection, but from memory, and certainly from the first experience I had, uh, yeah, it's okay. I think this is something which is going to improve over time, and I'd like to think when iOS 17 is launched, we'll see a bit more of a move towards 
especially with the new point and speak features, you know, a bit more ability to determine. Because like you say, it's identifying people, but that's a pair of shoes. You shouldn't really be doing that, right? That doesn't feel right to me. It should know doesn't. that it's, you know, it's a pair of, or it doesn't even need to know it's a pair of shoes, but it should also know there's not a human connected to them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Um I still find it slightly strange the decision to bundle it all into the magnification app. I think, uh, yeah, that, that's got to change. The amount of things where we have now, and the new features such as the point and speak that's coming with iOS seventeen, as you said, I think almost we need a separate app, some sort of I don't know, I don't know what you would call it, AI vision. I, I, I have no idea, but it just seems like it's not intuitive for me. As I was just talking about intuitive interfaces, to open up the magnification app to access that sort of feature set. So, um, absolutely. Um, as for turning on the the torch, I, honestly, I don't know. But the, the magnification interface, I do struggle with a little bit. It used to be easier, but I do struggle with it a little bit. But I'm sure there is a flashlight button on there. But um, we'll have to take a look. The problem for you and I is: do we use the magnifier that often? Absolutely never. No. No. See, neither do I. I don't have a need to go in there. And I think people who are low vision will go in there. People who are blind probably would never go in there. Because you would, you know, the name suggests it's for low vision people, which is totally understandable. Yeah, I did used to use it. It was very yeah, handy. It was, you know, high contrast on and freeze frame to read some sort of label. It was very handy. But um, yeah, since I've been unable to use it, I haven't found it. Uh, Lillian got in touch about the mini guide. Hello, double tappers. My name is Lillian McCarthy and I'm a new listener in the UK. My friend Derek was telling me about your podcast and about something called the Mini Guide, which is something I believe can be attached to a walker to help with navigating the area in front of you when using a walker to assist with walking. I have recently had a problem with my hip and have been loaned a walker for use outside. However, at present my sighted partner is obliged to guide the walker with me and I wondered if the Mini Guide might be a workable solution. Any help you could give me would be gratefully received. Many thanks for an informative and entertaining podcast. Kind regards, Lillian McCarthy. Did you mean that for us, Lillian? Informative? I know, it doesn't sit well with me, that. But uh, thank you very much. And thank you, Derek. Um, Yeah, thank you, Derek, for doing our bidding for us. (laughs) The mini guide using sonar as a as a mobility aid. Now we talked about this before, but in terms of when using a walker, because I did have to use a walker and I struggled. I don't mm. have access to a mini guide, but I think that would be by far um, the most appropriate way to um, navigate with a walker. I can't think of another way, but I haven't tried it. But did we get an email with someone who had used it? Yeah, uh, well, it was suggested that someone might use it. I think some people have. I think I think someone got in touch, if I remember, and told us they used two, actually, one on each side of the walker so they could, they could get a better sense of where they were going. I mean, it makes sense, right, to use something like that because, like you say, there's no other way you can... You can't use your cane at the same time. Um and but as I a, said, the way I used to get around it is just use the walker as my yeah. stick, take a step, feel around, throw it around myself. If, if there's any O&M instructors listening, that's clearly not right. And we know that. We're not advising people hey, start worked, to right? throw the, walkers around the room trying the to figure out where things are. people in the doctor's queue weren't very happy. But, um, I can imagine, yeah. I knew where my them. queue was. Yes, exactly. But uh, look, there's also, I noticed when I was looking for the mini guide, um, which is basically, uh, think of a small torch, which throws out a sonar beam and vibrates when it detects an uh, obstacle in front of you. I also saw there was a clamp, an accessory, which is a clamp for your cane, so you could actually put it onto your cane. Yeah. Um, So 
I'm assuming you could do something like that with your walker. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just not sure how practical it is. So you take a step. Because you'd want to sweep the, the, the mini guide around, wouldn't you? I mean, it would tell you if there's something directly in front of you, I guess. But you still got the sort of peripheral that would be uncovered by it, that. It I'm not sure like, how wide the beam would be. Yeah, well, the, the, that could maybe solve some of it. But yeah, there's there's probably an element of compromise involved, which is why some people were talking about using two of them, because then you can cover a wider area. I know, but that's a lot of money to spend. It is, uh, yeah, it is. But then, and, if it fixes it, and you're you're you know you're using the walker long term, then yeah, definitely. Also, if you want to know more about it, Pamtrad is the company. P A M T R A D. Pamtrad. Uh, the company is now. I always get mixed up with this because it's Seeing Solutions, but it comes under Pamtrad, right? Oh yes, I searched for Seeing Solutions all over the place and barely found a thing uh, except a Facebook page, which then took me to a website, which is Pamtrad. So yeah. it's definitely Pamtrad. I think it's Pamtrad.co.uk is yes. the uh, is the uh, the web address you can go to. Philip Ward is the guy. If you call up, he'll be the guy you speak to, and uh, he's great. He's absolutely fantastic, and he'll make sure you get one if they're, if they're still in stock. I think we've managed to get them all sold out. They're very popular, but. When it comes to sonar devices, which we've seen so many over so many years, this does appear to be one of the best ones. Okay, uh, thank you for that, Lillian. Good luck with it. Let us know how you got on. Thank you for Definitely. tuning in as well. Really nice to have you along. I uh, hope you can join us each day. Um, Jerry uh, got in touch. Now, this is also quite interesting because uh, we're talking here about mobility aids. He's got the all-terrain cane, I believe. Good afternoon, Stephen and Sean. I purchased an all-terrain cane right from the beginning when they were available. I do like the durability and that you can extend it from 50 inches to 62 or whatever the length may be. Nevertheless, your wrist definitely does get tired in a short period of time using this cane. Mm. I like the lidocaine better because of that reason, but this cane is definitely a lot more durable than any I've used. Jerry from Canada. Thank you, Jerry. Short and sweet, um, but thank you for that. And interesting because the all-terrain cane, I must admit, I was kind of hoping it was lighter. Than the other canes that was kind of the draw for me i know it's a much stronger cane but i thought the material mm. used meant it was lighter it's a tricky one right you want something sturdy durable i mean you can and as light as a feather well yeah exactly the, <laughs> the point and then when you're starting to talk about okay if you want lightness but the the structural integrity then you start to look at expensive materials carbon fiber and things like that mm. um I, i'm not sure how practical that is but there are carbon fiber canes out there right yeah um well i mean there's other options i mean so the this Farosky, which we've now got the link to thanks to wonderful lena well done to lena she is absolutely amazing yes i absolutely agree uh lena got into is it I, I, can i just say as well i know it's lena i say lena i don't know why uh, but she did Lena. tell me in an email that I get special Scottish dispensation because oh, well. I have this funny little accent of mine. Yeah, we can't understand what you say anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Lena, Lena. Lena, Lena. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lena got in touch to say that uh, the Swarovski cane is, is available and we'll, I'll put the link into the uh, the show notes. Can I just say though, can I just put a word out to all these companies that create these things? Please, can you make your websites a bit more understandable? Accessibility is one thing, but actually understanding what the hell is actually on sale would be nice. Which a mean? lot of the information you go, some of the information is so, it's, it assumes so much. It's almost built 
like it's a stock list for uh, a group of people buying products, you know, through, um, what do they call it, procurement in business. You know, you don't have any detail about the product. It's just, this is the product name. This is how many you get. This is the size and that's it. I'd like to know more detail about the product. I'd like to know about the canes. I'd like to understand what they're made of, how they feel and all the rest of it. You know, I don't just want to buy a cane as in just go straight to cane to 52 centimeters, <laughs> add to cart. You know, it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, I think you've know, got to, I just feel sometimes it was like, do you remember you and I went to an event? I wouldn't say the name of the event, but we went to an, an event at one time and it was like a little hotel room, a bunch of people, like a small conference room in a hotel, a bunch of people with tables with, with you know, sheets over them selling Really, really expensive bits of kit. Yes. And I'm thinking, I just don't feel like I'm spending that kind of money. If I'm spending five or $10,000 on something, I'm not saying I want a cigar and, you I know, would, a, 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 a rest easy chair and a coffee, you know, and someone to, you know, massage my feet. But at the same time, if I was to go and buy a car that costs 20000 or $30,000, I'd be getting the royal treatment. And I'd expect that to some degree, right? And I just feel sometimes oh, in our world, entitled. We, sp- we spend a lot of money and it doesn't feel like we're spending a lot of money. It's almost like, well, that's just the price. Get over it. But I, I've always been irritated by this No, in my you life, know what? I, I just, agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Now, the, the way I look at it, because I know I'm definitely not buying anything, is just <laughs> a, a, it's just a, it's a hands-on demonstration. It's almost a try. Hey, these are the things that are available. Hmm. But you're absolutely right. If people, We're talking the price of a small car. And if people yeah. are spending that money, you want to you feel, I don't know what the word is, Appreciate it for spending I remember that going money. into a store years and years ago, and I'm talking a long time ago, I went into a shop and I was buying a television and it was at the time of the old CRT TVs. It was a 32-inch CRT oh, television gosh. with a video recorder and a DVD player. Oh, excellent. And, you know, the cabinet and everything, it was all built into this big one unit and it was really nice and, of course, absolutely massive and heavy and all the rest. And I'd gone into this store and the guy was haggling over the fact that, you know, the deal with the DVD player had actually gone and you couldn't get that deal anymore. So, you know, you're welcome to buy a DVD player, but it's not included in the deal. And I'm like, no, I wanted the deal. So, you know, sorry. And of course, those were the days when DVD players didn't cost 20 bucks. They cost like two or three hundred dollars. You know, they were serious cash. And um I went next door to the, the the electronic store next door. Of course, in those days, they had loads of them, especially here in the UK. And I went to the electronic store next door, and the guy welcomed me in, sit down on this sofa, listen to the surround sound, listen to this, check this out. I did the deal. He shook my hand, you know. It just yeah. felt better. You know, I was like, I'm giving you the money, right? Because you've made me feel like I've spent money today. It's the experience, but that's, I that, that's a separate, because, okay, I'm talking about more about the website and, and, and for the canes. I mean, no one's spending $5,000 on a cane, or at least shouldn't be. But, you know, <laughs> I think what I'm, what I'm getting at here is the information. Sometimes it just feels like we're left wanting. I'm always wanting more information. I have to call and ask. And I think it's, it's more of a, I think it comes down to one simple thing, that a lot of these products are seen as almost medical aids. So they're kind of sold as medical aids rather than something like, I mean, in the altering canes case, their website yeah. has a story about the developer, the guy who made it. You know, it's got all the information about the product. That's great. I want that. You know, I want the backstory. I want more information. I want to feel like I'm buying a product I can invest in rather than just a stick. 
Do you know what I mean? Just, just yes, the whole. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It feels almost sterile. Yeah, it? exactly. Because it does feel like a medical aid. It is. Yeah. It's not. You know what? It's, it, it came's very personal. It's it's part of me now. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if they're different colours, right? You can personalise them. You can get different colours and styles. And I think that's you know a lot of people want that now. That's what I quite like about the altering cane. You can get all these different colours. When I told my wife, you can get a pink ball tip. She was like, "Oh, I want one of them." So you know. <laughs> One would I get one of those? Um, I think it was the yellow one or the blue one. I can't remember which one I, I wanted, but I haven't ordered yet. I'm still, I'm still going through my options, especially. Oof. And I have to say, Jerry, that point you make about the wrist getting sore does make me a little bit wary because that already affects me with my own cane, which is I'm trying to think. Is it carbon fiber? It can't be. The ones we get from the QAC site village it wasn't carbon fiber, was it? Uh, I mean, it's the lightest cane I've had, but I think there are lighter. But certainly lighter than what I call the council cane, which is you know the the one hey, you get for yeah hey. the one you've got basically. No, for, yes, exactly. I love it. It's <laughs> fine. Builds up your wrist muscles. Um, yeah, but look again. Look, the ATC cane is a for a specific use, really. I mean, you know, it was mm. designed for hiking and, and outdoor use, off off trek, off uh, off road, if you like, four by four. Well, it's, it's a compromise, right, as well, of, you know, you're buying something which is going to get you around and, and you know is going to survive. I mean, for us, it's more a case of getting caught in a grate or a car running over it or a bicycle, you know, co- coming across it. That's happened yeah, to me yeah. a few times. And of course, yeah. if it's a regular cane, it'll just crumble. If yeah. this thing can survive that, then that's that's good. So maybe it's a compromise, but um, yeah, I do need to get my hands on these and try them. Uh, speaking of canes and smart canes in particular, uh, Gordon got in touch about the Ultra Cane. Hello, Double Tappers. I was very interested to hear Sunil's comments on the Ultra Cane. I tried one for a couple of weeks some years ago and encountered very similar problems. The bulky handle was unwieldy and uncomfortable, but my biggest problem was the erratic feedback. I tested it many times, but it never seemed to start giving vibration feedback until the tip of the cane had already found the obstacle. I even tried walking directly towards a brick wall I knew was there and I hit the wall with the cane and then it started vibrating to warn me of an obstacle. And I was once crossing the road outside my house when it began vibrating to warn me of a high obstacle, as if there were low-hanging branches. There was, as I knew perfectly well, no obstacle at all. Needless to say, I sent it back and got a refund. I'm sure some people must find it useful, but it did not work for me at all. And when you add in the extra issue of not being able to use it in the rain, I certainly wasn't going to have much need for it. I live in Scotland, after all. Rain is the default weather here for most of the year. I have often felt it must have been me at fault for not getting the best out of the Ultra Cane, so it's nice to know I'm not the only one who had these problems with it. Loving the show, as always. Gordon, from Livingston in Scotland. Thanks, Gordon. And, you know, I had someone get in touch with me on email the other day saying, you know, hey, you know, do these companies, do they approve your reviews when you talk about these things? Well, no, they don't. Because, look, this is an honest show. And if someone comes on and has an opinion about something, you're welcome to have that opinion. And I also want to say as well, you know, if a company has got an issue with a product, if it's a serious issue, we will flag it to the company first. You know, we're not going to destroy anybody here. That's not what we're about. But we do want to make sure people do get honest opinions. So if you've got an opinion on it, as long as you're not going to come on and slaughter the company, uh, and Gordon certainly didn't, you know, you just that's his experience. And it was the same with Sunil. You're welcome to offer that perspective here because it's important for all of us to know the truth about products and you know it could be the case that one person loves it another one doesn't and that's okay but knowing the pitfalls is important so i just want to make that clear you're welcome to your opinion here on double tap that's what it's all about absolutely oh hang on a second hang on apparently not apparently not i've been told sorry mr f sorry (laughs) 
It does seem strange, though, not being able to use something in the rain, right? I mean, that that should be a design, <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? A design aspect, which is you know, first on the drawing board to be uh, overcome. That, you, that you, this is an outdoor device. So please, do they yeah. know that? Do you think these companies are aware that blind people go outside? Do you think we just walk around <laughs> our house all day? That's definitely strange. Yeah, I don't get that. But uh, I have to be honest, I still think these smart canes, they are very much in their infancy. They're very expensive a lot of the time. And I don't know if they offer what they need or even we want them to offer. Do we even need them? I mean, this is a bigger conversation. Do we even want smart canes? Who's asking for this? Me. Uh, right, feedback Thank at doubletaponair.com. one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven is our number. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Continue the conversation. Up next, we're going to be hearing from one of our listeners to tell us all about WikiTrip, a cool way to learn about what's around you. Great app. And also, I went outside and (laughs) I went for a trip to my local library to talk all about the Victor Reader stream with uh, Lucy Begley from Humanware. That conversation next on Double Tap. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on Mastodon at Double Tap. Hello, my name is Svein Tore and I'm from Lillehammer in Norway. Today, I have an app demo for you. The app is called Trip. This app is almost like having a tourist guide in your pocket. The app finds places near you and reads Wikipedia articles about them. It tells you about cities, churches, schools, train stations, power plants and much more. This app works great with voiceover and it's great when you are walking or traveling in a car or in a bus or in a train. And before I go, I will play you some audio clips of me traveling in a bus so you can hear what this app sounds like. Thank you so much for a fantastic show. You are awesome. Ringabustave Church, 0,3 kilometers east. Ringabustave Church, Norwegian. Ringabustave Kirke is a parish church of the Church of Norway in Ringabu municipality in Inlandet County. Norway. It is located in the village of Ringabu in the Gudbrandstalen Valley. It is the church for the Ringabu parish which is part of the Sorgudbrandstal Prosti, deanery, in the Diocese of Hamar. The brown, wooden church was built in a state church design around the year 1220 using plans drawn up by an unknown architect. The church seats about 300 people. kilometers southwest. Kvitfjell, Norwegian, White Mountain, is a ski resort in Norway, located in the municipality of Ringabu. Developed for the 1994 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, it is one of the most modern resorts in the world, with snow making on 80% of the alpine pistes. Based near the river Gudbrandstalslagen, the resort offers 23 pistes, 5 green, nursery, 9 blue, beginner, 6 red, intermediate, and 3 black. Advanced. Kvitfjell is also home to a terrain park in 120 kilometers, 75 miles, of cross-country pistes, with access to 480 kilometers, 300 miles, extra in Skagen Gala. 
Norwegian Olympic Museum, 1,1 kilometers east. Norwegian Olympic Museum, Norges Olympisk Museum, is located at Mayhaugen in Lillehammer, Norway. The Norwegian Olympic Museum shows the history of the Olympic Games in ancient and modern times, with a focus on the 1952 Winter Olympics in Oslo and 1994 Winter Olympics at Lillehammer. Olympic highlights are presented through interactive installations, multimedia presentations and stories related to authentic objects. In addition to the permanent exhibition, the museum also displays temporary exhibitions with a theme related to sports history and athletic achievements. Paralympics and the Youth Olympics have their own sections in the museum. The Norwegian Olympic Museum was officially opened by King Harald V and Queen Sonia on November 27, 1997, in Hakans Hall. Well, thank you so much for sending that insight to it. I really appreciate it. And uh, so glad that you are with us. Now, this week, now, last week, I went outside, Sean Priest, outside. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. I went to uh, the Mitchell Library, which is a very old library in my uh, nearest big city, my hometown of Glasgow in Scotland, and oh. uh, met up with Lucy Begley to talk all things Victor Reader Stream 3rd Gen from Humanware. So I um, haven't really done this before, but well, let's, let's try it. Uh, okay, Stephen, over to you. Yes, thank you, me. Here I am at uh, Glasgow's Mitchell Library. And I thought, you know, we're, we're talking today about a device where you can listen to audiobooks. And as such, I thought, why not go to a library? What a great idea. Uh, it actually feels interesting being here because I am talking out loud in a library. I feel at some point someone is going to tell me to be quiet, but so far so good. I'm with Lucy Begley, who's well known to many, many people here in the UK from Humanware. Lucy, great to have you. Oh, thanks for having me, Stephen. Great to be here. And welcome to this beautiful library built in 1911, apparently. I, that is something I did not know. You learn something new every day. And that's really as far as I went on the Wikipedia page. Uh, but, you know, I thought that was an interesting fact. <laughs> So uh, we're here today to talk about Victor Reader. I have some other questions for you about other humanware products while I've got you because I just learned something really interesting today about your new BIX20. So I want to pin you on that a bit later. But first to the Victor Reader Stream 3rd Gen. What is different about this compared to the Victor Reader Stream 2nd Gen? Okay, so there's a lot of similarities and there's quite a few differences. So the first thing is how it actually feels in your hands. There's a nice sort of rectangular rubber grip around the back. It feels a little bit lighter. The buttons, although they are in the same layout, so it will feel very familiar to anyone out there that's had the original Stream or the Stream 2. But the buttons are more rubberized they still have a nice click to them and, and a beep if you choose to have that setting on but they, I've had a lot of really good feedback about how the buttons feel they're just a bit clearer a little bit easier to access there are a few key changes the first one is it's got bluetooth and, uh, and I know a lot of our Hallelujah. customers yes exactly exactly so really great to be able to use bluetooth you know speaker or, or bluetooth um, earbuds or um, those kind of devices because I know a lot of people had moved on to our Victor Reader Trek for, for that purpose but still we're really just using the stream features rather than the GPS so yeah Bluetooth built in we do still have a headphone jack for people that still want to use wired headphones which I think is really good and we've still got a wired uh, microphone um, socket again for people that want to you know uh, plug in for better quality recordings so is that separate? yes they're two different ports now ah. yeah and it records in stereo 
another um, hardware change is the the charging ports. So it's USB C now. So the Stream Two was a USB Micro, which was you know, just always a bit tricky to you know it had to be the right way round because it was trapezium shaped. So if it was upside down, it wouldn't go in properly. So USB C um, is a faster charger. It's just a bit more modern, but also it doesn't matter if it's upside down or not. There, is, there isn't an upside down. You know, it's yeah. um, so it's much easier to actually plug it in. So that's where it charges and there's a new little adapter for people that like to use a, U- a USB memory stick, you know, a thumb drive. It comes with an adapter to just plug in the memory stick and then, you know, one end's the USB-A for the memory stick and the other end's USB-C. So you can still do that. When I picked this up earlier, there were two things I noticed. First, the size. Has it changed? Has it changed in size? It feels like it's got a little bit narrower. It is. It's very slightly slimmer, so it still feels pretty much the same. But there is, it is just yeah, slight, slightly slimmer. Um, but it, it's pretty. I mean, it's still got the same um, keyboard layout, so it still accommodates all those buttons. But you're right, it is just that little bit sort of slimmer and lighter. It feel, feels nice in the hands. It feels like it's been on a diet. <laughs> yes, it's the new it's streamlined version. Yeah. But the buttons are bigger. And that's a bit of a hit already with customers you're meeting. Yeah, I've had some really good feedback with people that I've met with, and they've you know they've picked it up. Every one of them have said, "Oh, that feels good. That feels nice and clear." Um, the double dot that indicates the number five is just a little bit more prominent. I know we still had that raise uh, the raise markings, but it's just more prominent um, on this one. So yeah, I've had some really good feedback on that. And I love the tactile arrows on the two, four, six, and eight. I think that's really nice as well. It just helps guide you a bit. Yes, again, um, that is more prominent on the on these sort of more rubberized keys. The volume buttons are a bit bigger as well, mm. and, and and again, because they are these kind of you know rubberized buttons, I think they're just that little bit easier to use. You know, even you know coming into winter, if you're wearing gloves, I think you'd still be able to use it with gloves on. But there's also a click. I think that's the other thing because I think sometimes when you think rubberized, where before the previous gen had those metal buttons, so it felt you were getting a bit more of a satisfactory click. You might lose that with this, but you don't. Those those buttons still click quite nicely. They do, and it's it's a nice satisfying click. I think that's important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you've still got the click, and you've got the choice of whether you also want a beep. So when you're texting in um, things like you know your Wi-Fi passwords, you've got that really you know good feedback, which I um, which I really like. And the other thing I wanted to mention, aside the fact that it clearly has been on a diet, I love at the back it has this rubber. Uh, base, I guess, which it's not—it's not an entire rubber base. It's just going around the edge of the of the device. But it does mean when you put it on the table, it doesn't move. Yes, exactly. So it's a rectangular rubber, well, rectangle on the back. Um, it means yeah, it grips the table. It's good. It's good in your, when it's in your hand as well. I feel it's a little bit easier to grip on. It means it won't slide, and it means it won't get scratched as well. So it's a, it's a nice design. I think they've put a lot of thought into it and really taken in, on board a customer feedback of our other ones. So yeah. Just little things like that that's um, made it made it really good. You've got a, a flap at the top for the for the SD cards. Yes, I spot. Yeah, I spotted that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just things like that that are protecting it. Um, you know, from any you know water damage or anything like that. So in terms of ports, USB C. You've got your audio out, your headphone jack, and also a microphone in port. Uh, you've also got 
your SD card slot. Any other ports on there? That, that's it. Um, do, so there's the speaker as well at the bottom mm-hmm. and the speaker is really vastly improved. That's something we've had a lot of feedback on and it's much louder. There are now 20 volume steps. There were 15 before, but to be honest, even I think volume 15 is louder than what the, the volume 15 on the Stream 2 was. But the quality is actually really good and that's just the inbuilt speaker, you know, without connecting it to a Bluetooth speaker or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's not really a port, but that's at the, at, at the bottom as well. The term that I used to use was wasp in a jar to describe the last one. Is this a, a wasp with a subwoofer or? What, wasp outside of the jar, possibly with a subwoofer sounds, yeah, no, it, it really is. It, it really is that, that's official comment from HumanWare, right? <laughs> okay. Um, and I should also say, by the way, because people will be thinking, how can we talk so loud in a library? We're in the cafe and you bought lunch. And I think we should recognise that. So I want to thank you for that. Uh, your turn next time, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, we won't be meeting again. Um, but look, I want to mention, well, in particular, I want to hear what this sounds like because I want to mention that, that it now has a number of different voices because it's running it's running a similar operating system, from my understanding, as before, but it has more features. Yeah, so there are going to be more software updates as well as time goes on and you are going to be able to download a choice of voices, which will be good. So I'll let you hear the one I've got on here just now. Music one book one all music. So my volume's quite low just now. I'm going to put it up for as much as we I think I can get away with considering mm-hmm. the library that we're in. Volume eighteen, volume nineteen, volume twenty. Okay. And as I press my buttons, I'm interested to see if you'll be able to hear that click that we were talking about. So Save Podcasts one episode one. Uh-huh. So you, I don't know if, you, if the click's coming across in the recording, but I've got my beeps turned on as well. You can tailor that. So when you are doing things like you know texting your Wi-Fi password in, for example, you can choose whether you want a beep each time or whether you want the letter to be announced. You know, so for people that are actually quite fast at texting information, and they can turn off each letter being announced and you know just have the beeps. You know, things like that. So it's um, it's it's quite good to be able to to tailor it. Text files, 14 files, 1. So I'm just Demo moving through my bookshelf just now. Stream 3.3 release notes dot HTML. 3. Stream underscore 4 underscore 3 underscore release underscore notes dot HTML. And the audio is coming from the bass. Yes, so the, the, the speaker, I've not got it connected to any external speaker just now, so that's just the internal speaker, which is just to the right of the charging port, which is still in the same location at the bottom middle. But the voice is nice, and like you said, there's options to change that coming. So this is one of the main selling points here, right? The previous generation, and I think it was Matthew who said this to me, that it was over 10 years old. Yes, it's quite amazing that the Stream 2 came out 10 years ago. I couldn't quite believe that when we were launching this one, and where does the time go, eh? But but yeah, so, I mean, one of the other improvements is that people, obviously there's there's so much um, content out there now, and for people that want to download podcasts, as well as having talking books and music and possibly text files on there, people wanted to be, you know, have access to, to more memory. So there's, there's two improvements on that front. First of all, the, there's actually internal memory on the stream. There didn't used to be. Well, the internal memory was just for, you know, the, the software. It was really just sort of for internal use, really. So now we've got 13 megabytes of usable memory actually on the device itself. But you've still got your, your SD card, which you don't necessarily need now. But if you want to use an SD card, you can actually use a really high capacity one, up to one terabyte, believe it or not. Yeah, that's incredible. Isn't it really? 
really. Um, so if you think about the amount of you know music and books and text files um, that you can have on there, it's really quite incredible. Now, I want to ask you about Audible because I, I get a lot of emails from people saying that this Audible issue is still ongoing. And I, I think just to, for my understanding, uh, what I'm, I'm hearing is that people are not able to get these devices, this new generation, authorised through the Audible Sync app. And that is something which HumorWare is saying is coming soon. Uh, and this device has been out, what, six months? Yeah, so it, it, was, it was launched in the States, first of all. So, yeah, I understand a lot of our, our customers will be quite frustrated about this, as are we. It's something that we're very actively working on with Audible Sync and have been for actually about two years uh, now because, obviously, although it's it's just come out this year, the, the Stream 3, we've, you know, it's been in development for, well, for much longer than that. So we are in talks with them. The issue is that uh, Audible needs to authorise it as you say, so, so that it's a device that will that will work with their systems, and because the, the Stream Three's on, um, you know, has been upgraded, it uses a transfer protocol, something called MTP, stands for Media Transfer Protocol, and that's different. That's a more up-to-date way of transferring files, such as Audible books, onto your stream. It's a more modern way of doing it, and it's different to how the Stream Two worked. So it means that Audible Sync needs to update their side of things to make it work and to authorise it. Now, that hasn't been done by Audible at this stage. We're really hoping that it will happen, but it's, it hasn't been done at the moment. But it's something that I'm you know, quietly confident will, will happen, um, hopefully in the next few months, but I just don't have any kind of dates or anything at this stage. So maybe it's time for us double tappers to... Uh you know, get an email written to Audible Support and say, look, we want to use our Victor Reader stream third gen. Could you make this happen? Maybe we should get involved in this? Do you know, I think that's a really great idea because it, it's, it'd be really good for Audible Sync to, to know how important people using their streams, you know, how important that is to them. And it's not just that, you know, we quite fancy using a, a device that's not on um, Audible's recommended list. It's, you know, it's because it's the only way to make it accessible. So yeah. it's really, really important that they understand that. And while we, you know, HumanWare as a company have, have, of course, been saying that in our meetings, I think, you know, to hear from the actual end user would be really powerful yeah and it doesn't sound like audible don't want to do it it just sounds like it's a list of things to be done so you know it's maybe sometimes you have to force the issue uh, to the top of the pile sometimes so yeah okay we'll, we'll go on to that so we'll give you a, an email address and get some uh, details on how you can contact audible later uh, so that people can do that but um, you mentioned the transfer protocol what does that mean in terms of connecting this to the computer so when i connect this to my computer now does it still show up as it would as a an sd card on my computer and then I can add files to it or is there a different way of using it now? Yeah, no, that, that side of things as a user still works exactly the same. So you can still plug it in and it'll appear on your PC as a drive and you'll see your different folders that you can just drag and drop as before. That part's fine. It's just kind of underneath that um, that, that's different and, it's, and it, needs to, it needs to be upgraded to work with the Audible Sync app. Now, while I've got you, I want to ask you a little bit about the BIX 20 because we were chatting over lunch and I was talking to you about the fact that the BIX40 now has audible audio support. Have to get that right, audio support. And um, that was quite interesting. But then you told me that the 20 cell version, the BIX20, also has it. I didn't know that. 
Yes, so the BI20X um, it's really just a kind of mini version of the 40, so they're pretty much the same product apart from the length of course, so, so the, the 20X just has 20 cells of Braille and yes, it's now it had a software upgrade last year, free software upgrade um, same time as the 40 cell version and they both now got text to speech um, in the menus because, which is really great because um, although when you're using it as a Braille display with your iPhone or, or iPad or you know even, even your computer you would then be using the screen reader's voice but when you're using it as a standalone device you know you're just using it for taking notes on the go maybe listening to books um, it's really handy having that text to speech built in there Um, so yes that's that's available now on the 20. And, and that's with via an audio jack on the device, or is it Bluetooth? There's uh, no, there's, there's speakers built in, so you can plug in uh, headphones if you want. But there are there's, there are speakers built into the. So they'll Braille and speak. Well, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a longer conversation. Yeah, but, yeah. but but you know, in, in principle, actually, for just taking really basic notes and having that you know that feedback, and you can you can adjust the speech settings, you know, to announce characters or words or you know, um, just I guess like the old Braille and speak that's cast my mind back quite a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think about the kind of user, right? So obviously, there's a lot of people who'll be using these in workplaces, and they'll be doing kind of very specific work using PCs or whatever. But you know, people like me, for example, who just want to take a note. I'm, you know, generally working on a PC that is using Notepad. You know, I'm not using anything particularly fancy, but I do want to take down some notes, maybe a phone number, whatever it is, and that's where I see that being used. You know, and I guess you might have a lot of customers who will do the same. You know, as a, a secondary to you know actually using their computer for all the other functions they would use the BI twenty X or forty X with. Do you know, I, I totally agree with you there. And I think having that text-to-speech built in now really makes that possible, you know, especially for our customers that, you know, quite like having the Braille, but actually speech is their preferred. You know, if they had to choose one, it, um, the, the speech is really important. Um, and just to be able to use it for just, you know, taking out your bag, taking out your pocket and noting down an email address or noting down a phone number, job done. You know, you don't always have to have it connected to a secondary device for that. And, um, yeah, I think the text-to-speech has really opened up um, to, to lots to many more users and it's also good for you know when you're with somebody as well you know so that they, they can also hear what's going as well maybe somebody that doesn't know the braille so yeah it's a great feature I want to ask you as well because on the low vision front uh, you've got the connect 12 now from my understanding there's been an update to that as well and that's an over-the-air update for people well, um, so the Connect 12 has actually just recently had a free software upgrade um, with some really nice features, including a dictionary, which is fantastic. But recently there has also been a hardware update for people that have maybe had their Connect 12s for five, six years. And maybe just explain a little bit for people who don't know what the Connect 12 is. Right, so the Connect 12 is a 12-inch tablet, a specially designed uh, tablet, humanware built it, um, that acts as a magnifier, um, but it's much more than just a basic electronic magnifier. It will actually capture A4 pages and present the text in an auto-scrolling format, so a bit like an auto-cue. So the user can choose whether they want speech in addition to that or not, Um, but it's a very comfortable way um, for partially sighted people to be able to read at their preferred colour, preferred size, and not having to keep sort of going along to the end of the line and back again. There's not this sort of sideways motion. So it's it's a really really powerful way to read and a much more comfortable way to read. Um, But the Connect 12 is also, hence the name, it's a Connect 
connected device it works with third party applications you know like Microsoft 365 or OneDrive or Google Drive really anything that you would expect to do with a mainstream tablet you've got that combination with the Connect 12 that combination of assistive technology and uh, and mainstream apps as well so the the hardware update that, that I mentioned because we have to keep up to date with the the, the uh, changes you know the mainstream technology moves on so quickly um, so we have had uh, an update to uh, to go into a much more up-to-date Android platform it's on Android 12 now um, and it is we, we do need to keep up to date with these uh, changes in platforms so that we can continue to use these new apps as they come out because quite a lot of them when they come out aren't backwards compatible um, so anyone that's maybe had a Connect 12 for five or six years um, and would like that update there, there is an upgrade path um, where you actually get a brand new tablet but for sort of a third of the price of buying a new one so they can contact us for more information on that Fantastic and anything else on the horizon anything else we should know about anything you're willing to tell us well, the, the, the other product we've launched this year um, is the new Stellar Trek. Mm, yes, yeah. Now, that's that's a fantastic device. So it's a, a GPS device. It's a device that when you're walking around, it gives you additional information about your surroundings. You know, things like what the name of the street you're on or what landmarks you're, you're walking past. We can also use it to record routes so that you get those turn-by-turn directions as you, as you approach these intersections. But we've all it's, it's actually been improved even since launch because the, the cameras that are embedded into the, the, the new Stellar Trek can be used for quite a few different things now. So there's address recognition where you take a picture of where you think the front door is and it will tell you whether or not there's a door there and what distance away it is and also a kind of clock face so if it says it's one o'clock you know it's slightly to the right 11 o'clock a little bit to the left so it's just kind of giving you um, that additional information for those that sort of final 30-40 feet where GPS would normally stop working that's giving you that extra information for you to actually find that door of your friend's house that you've walked to or whatever it might be but we can also use these cameras for reading and that could be reading I mean we're sitting in the library here and the information desk is just behind where you're sitting Stephen and the Stellar Trek would actually take a picture and read out the word information you know so um, and so it's just giving that again no pun intended but that additional information about your surroundings so it would work with reading out the name of a shop it would read um, if there's a sign in a park keep off the grass or whatever it might be as well as doing what they call detailed reading where you could actually hold it above food packaging in a shop and actually get that more detailed reading of what the food is you know if somebody um, needs to know the nutritional information for example you can read things like that or use it for reading your mail when you're at home and there's also a barcode scanner, you know, so it, it, which is really cool. This is quite a new feature, um, as well as a colour detector. So we're really making a lot of good use from those cameras, um, but in a way that's really nice and easy to use. It's got the tactile buttons um, and it's got a really, really good battery so that you're not maybe running down the battery on your phone. Even for people that do have, um, you know, good use of, a, of an iPhone, you can keep it separate and make sure that you've got your iPhone, you know, ready to go when you need it. That's incredible. Lots of new things. I didn't even know half of that was even there. And humanware.com, where we'll find everything out. 
yeshumanware.com that's right yep Lucy great to talk to you thank you so much for coming in and meeting me here in this wonderful building which you are going to tell someone I guarantee you're going to tell someone later did you know that the Metro Library in Glasgow uh, was opened in 1911 1911 that's the one thing I've taken from today (laughs) that and uh, nothing else Uh, (laughs) Lucy great to talk to you oh really good to see you as well Stephen Great to speak to Lucy Bagley from Humanware and do tell us your thoughts on the Victor Reader stream third gen. Lots of you getting in touch, uh, sharing your views on it. Of course, interesting to hear more about Audible in there as well. So again, your reaction to that will be interesting. We look forward to it. And I take uh, her point on board, I think. Uh, Lucy's point about us getting involved and really, you know, upping the game a bit on the fight here to get Audible support onto the Victor Reader stream third gen. Maybe we should all get involved in that. So get in touch with Audible support and let them know your issues. We'll give you full details in the show notes on how you can do that. Uh, that's it for today, though, Sean. Thank you so much. Hope you've thank enjoyed you. your rest there while I was busy working. Oh, yes. Well done, you. You're a hero. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it for today. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. one 803 is the number to call as well. You can leave us a voicemail there. And like I say, we're back tomorrow. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.